ನಾರಾಯಣಾಸ್ಕೃತ್ಯಾಂಚಮನ್ ದೇವೀ ಸರಸ್ವತೀ ವ್ಯಾಸಂ ತಯನ್ಧೀರಜೇತ್ ನಸ್ತ್ರಯೇಸ್ವಭದ್ರೇಸು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಗವತ ಸೇವಜ ಭಗವತಿ ಉತ್ತಮಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ವೈತಿ ನೈಸ್ತಿ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಾವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ Canto 6, Chapter 1, The Story of Ajamila, Text number 23. Okay. you can repeat after me please evani vasa evani vasa tastasya evani vasa tastasya lalaya tatsutam lalaya tatsutam kalotya mahadrayan ಅಸ್ತಿಸ್ತಾಸ್ಯಾಸ್ತಾಸ್ಯಾಸ್ತಾಸ್ಯಾಸ್ತಾಸ್ಯಾಸ್ತಾಸ್ಯಾಸ್
While he does spend his time in abominable sinful activities to maintain his family of many sons, 88 years of his life pass by. So it hasn't, this text doesn't have purpose, so we can continue with text 24. So I'll read the text. Tasya pravasa yagutra dasa te santu yovama balo narayano nana vitros chadajito brisan. Translation and purpose by Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada. That old man, Ajamila, had ten sons, of whom the youngest was a baby named Narayana. Since Narayana was the youngest of all the sons, he was naturally very dear to both his father and his mother. The word Parava Yasa indicates Ajamila's sinfulness because although he was 88 years old, he has a very young child. According to the Vedic culture, one should leave home as soon as he has reached 50 years of age. One should not live at home and go on producing children. Sex life, sex life is allowed for 25 years, between the age of 25 to 40, 50, or at the most 50 sorry, 45, or at the most 50. After that, one should give up the habit of sex life and leave home as a vanaprasta as, as and then properly take sannyasa. Ajamila, however, because of his association with a prostitute, lost all Brahminical culture and became most sinful even in his so-called household life. Onangyanati Mirandajya, Gyanangyana Salaha Kaja, Chakshurulumitanje Natas Mai Sri Gurave Namaha, Mukankaroti Vachalam Fangum Langajate Din, Jat Kripata Maham Bande Sri Guru Dinatarinam. Paramananda Vardhanan Sri Chaitanya Ishwaran Vanchakalpatarudhyascha Kripasindhuya Evacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavevyo Namunamaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Srivas Adigora Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, thank you for taking time to be in the Vatan class. Uh, at this point of this pastime, very instructive pastime for us practitioners of this spiritual process, so actually, the life of the story of the life of Ajamila has many teachings. And the main of them, or the main of those teachings, is that uh, 
the power and uh, the especially the power and the glories of the holy names of the Lord. That is one of the main uh, teachings, but also emphasizing about the value of devotional service. And uh, as, as we know, devotional, devotional service has different activities, different varieties, and, one, and it begins by chanting and hearing about the glories and the names of the Lord. Strong and so in that way, uh, we need to understand this point. Devotional service, being engaged in devotional service, is the way how we can uh, eradicate in, in an effective way the sinful tendencies that we all have because uh, we, are, uh, we share the same conditioning by being in this material world. Originally, understanding that we are spiritual souls with a spiritual nature, pure in nature, uh, that is displayed in, 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 in our beautiful stage. But uh, because we are in this material world, it's graphically dis um, displayed that we lost that stage, or at least we are covered, or we have covered that, st that stage of purity. And this is manifested in different ways. Uh, Bhavatan described, especially Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, is describing clearly what is the cause of our conditioning, why we have this uh, stage. So, and understanding that point, we can identify what is the cause of our problem, then we will be able to uh, address and take the proper uh, remedy for that. Because if we don't know what actually is happening, so we won't be able to uh, approach in an effective way <coughs> that circumstance. So Krishna and Bhagavad Gita explain what is the cause of our conditioning, why it's happening, is uh, what most of us, why most of us, we experience suffering and frustration in, in our experiencing life. Despite that we are always looking for happiness and enjoyment. So do you have that uh, understanding why we, we are experiencing that frustration and suffering despite that we want happiness? And Krishna explained what is the cause of that in the Bhagavad Gita. I think it's the chapter three, uh, chapter third of Bhagavad Gita. Krishna explained why is that. No. No. Why we are experiencing frustrations and suffering? Despite that, we are looking for always happiness. And uh, because uh, the most of us experience in life a lot of frustration, trying to search for happiness and enjoyment, because that is our propensity. We want to be happy, but it's not easy to be happy in a sustainable way. And our experience is mainly frustration. 
Why is that happen? See, incompatibility of our spiritual nature without our existence. Yeah, that's right. And because we are looking for, or what we are engaged in, in what activities? In material activities, in results. Yeah, that's right. It's the incompatibility, as you probably mentioned. Uh, being engaged in activities that it's, they are no part of our nature. Um, it's basically, we are trying to look for enjoyment in a wrong way. Uh, Krishna explains that, for example, when the natural propensity for us is searching for um, happiness, and, uh, but if we use the senses and the object of the senses, the combination of the object of the senses and all material senses as a means for obtaining that happiness, it would be always frustration because that is not the right, moment, the right way to look for the happiness that we are looking, the one that is always permanent and would provide a real satisfaction. But the tendency to, find, to look for that happiness is there, that enjoyment, that is the tendency and we can't stop that. Understanding this problem for this effort, that will also guide us or give us the impetus to look for or search for the real solution. And Krishna is very kind with us because he not just identify or give us the guidance or hints about what is the problem, but also the solution. So you know what is the solution? We heard many times. And about, especially as a practitioner of Krishna consciousness, um, we hear we hear lectures or classes about Bhagavad Gita and association of devotees as well. From the very beginning of our interaction with devotees, it's always mentioned what will be or what is the proper solution for our difficulty. Yeah, Chanhade Krishna, yes, that is the direct and simple way to present it. But based on that, yeah, that is part of the process, as we mentioned in the beginning, yes. Perhaps I'm confusing you. I'm clear in the questions. Uh, oh, it's confusing the question. It's clear? Yeah? Mataji, you want to say something? Accepting spiritual master, isn't it? Yeah, Krishna. Yeah, Krishna is guiding us. Yeah, yeah, he's saying that we need to accept the spiritual master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for example, you also wanted to say something. Uh, I was saying more yeah. Uh, in terms of the incompatibility, so to make ourselves more in sync with our own nature, spiritual nature, then we can experience real happiness. So that would be, you know, working towards transcending the three modes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is true. Um, Krishna said in Bhagavad Gita and also previous text here in in this chapter. 
text 16 and 15. They are very important texts. Kechit Kevala Bhaktiya Vasudeva Parajana Ajan Dumbanti Karsneya Niharan Ivavarskara. Only a rare person who has adopted complete and unalloyed, unalloyed devotional service to Krishna can uproot the width, the widths of sinful actions with no possibility that they will revive. He can do this simply by discharging devotional service just as the sun can immediately dissipate the fog by its rays. And the next text is also very important. Natata hi avagam rajan pujetatapa adivihi jata krishna pita pranas tat purushani shevajam. My dear king, if a sinful person engaged in devotional service of a bona fide devotee of the Lord and thus learns how to dedicate his life unto the lotus feet of Krishna, he can be completely purified. One cannot be purified merely by undergoing austerities, penance, brahmacharya, and other methods of atonement. I have, that I have previously described. So Krishna is identifying the cause, the root cause of our problems, because as we mentioned before, the tendency to look for enjoyment or happiness, it's part of our identity. The, the way how we are looking for that in our state, uh, conditional state, it's giving us the frustration and the, the misery or the suffering that we are experiencing. Because we are looking for happiness through the senses and the combination of the senses and the object of the senses. And uh, but that combination doesn't work for us. At least the way how we are looking for, what we are looking for. But by engaging those senses of, in the service of the Lord with the object to satisfy, with the purpose to satisfy Krishna, immediately that that's happiness or enjoyment that we are looking for will be manifested in us. So that actually that is our constitutional position. And as that is the only um, effective, um, permanent way, sustainable way that we can experience that prolonged or constant happiness that we are looking for. So, by to do, to do that, to engage our senses in the service of the Lord, there is a prescribed uh, method, devotional service. And the mainly, as Vijayapitan Prabhu mentioned, the main aspect of that prescribed method uh, is chanting the glories of the, of the Lord, chanting especially the names of the Lord. That it's not it, 
the names of the Lord they are not different from Krishna, so they have the same potency that Krishna himself. So by understanding understanding this important message and be constantly aware of that, our attitude by chanting or being engaged in this process of chanting will be quite committed or should be quite committed. But unfortunately, most of us, because we have only theoretical knowledge, understanding of this key or this open secret, we neglect the practice of this process and are still struggling in, the, in, the, in this constant endeavor of practicing Krishna consciousness and experiencing frustrations. I am saying most of us probably or kind of perhaps a few of these guys here are quite more uh, exalted and more focused in the practice and experiencing the happiness. But in my personal experience and also hearing from other devotees, what is still struggling in experiencing that nectar of that happiness that we are looking for? We, we have some drops experience of that for the reason we, we know that this works and we are still here. But what is blocking us to not experience constantly this happiness? It's what would be the problem? Because we know what is the solution, we know what is the problem and what is the solution and why we are not uh, fully experiencing or applying that solution in our life, especially as a practitioner devotees, because previously other devotees were explaining what is happening in the society in general. So I don't want to mention that again, because it's always you not know, because we engage in sense gratification, in restricted. We hear a lot. So. But I thought this time, let's focus as a practicing, a practicing devotees. Because we know that it's happening, but why we are still struggling? Because we know that, we, we hear even, and we know many devotees, that they were very much engaged in Krishna consciousness, and very exalted devotees, preachers, but somehow know that they are not, now practicing the process. So we, we, we see fall downs, so or kind of, we call those as a fall down. What is this happening? And do you think that that can happen to us? Because now we are trying to practice the process, we know what is, but it's the probability that we can remain always in this uh, stage of practicing Krishna consciousness is 100% for us or there is a chance that we can fall down to and what is happening or why is that happening? Because the roots are still, the roots of the desire are still happening. Oh, the roots of the, the material desire are not being pulled out? Yeah. yeah. That's right, and so now we know that, so we know what is the, the, the solution to uproot those material desires and can happen from the day one when we start Krishna consciousness. Yes, Prabhu. 
mind doesn't agree with what intelligence is saying. The day mind agrees with the intelligence, then you will come free. That, that's, that's good point, yeah. The, the mind doesn't agree what the intelligence says, yeah. And Krishna and Bhagavad Gita says, for example, the main problem for us is lust. Yes? The enemy in our devotional service, the big enemy is lust. It's perverted love that we all naturally have for Krishna. All of us, we share that tendency. But because it's in a perverted state, so it's becoming lost. That, that was what we were trying to say that when the combination of all our senses and the object of the senses trying to enjoy independent from Krishna, that is lust. And Krishna in Bhagavad Gita said that lust is seated in three places. Yeah, the senses, the mind, and intelligence. So those three, and uh, there is a process, a bona fide process, how we have to, um, we should be engaged or practice in order to ask, um, sorry, your name, Sakh, Sakh Prabhu mentioned that we need to uproot the material desires from our heart. There is a process, and in this, in Bhagavatam, nicely we read those key texts that the secret for that. And it said that um, by being engaged in devotional service, but not just being engaged in devotional service, it's being engaged in devotional service of advanced devotees. And it's not just also being engaged in the devotional service of advanced devotees. Something else should be there. Yeah. Hearing, yes. And hearing with that, what is the purpose of that? It said very nicely in the text that we read, 16th of Noron, said, learning how to... Uh, dedicate our life unto the lotus feet of Krishna. So in the Bhagavad Gita would be text 334. It's just approaching the spiritual master, the pure devotee, advanced devotee, and not just inquiring, but also serving. That's two key points serving and inquiring. But that inquiring is not just because I want to get knowledge, it's the purpose is to learn how to engage ourselves, or as it said here, learning how to dedicate our life to the lotus feet of the Lord. So it's quite important, and we hear that from the very beginning. But somehow or another, we experience that uh, in different degrees, that we are still striving in uh, practicing this process, and unfortunately, we know cases of many devotees who are not practicing the process anymore, or stop practicing the process, and uh, let's pray that eventually they will resume also, because uh, one of the 
good things and it's hope for all of us is that whatever we were practicing or advancement that we get in the past because we were practicing Krishna consciousness, it won't be, it won't be lost. It will help us to, mind, to continue, hopefully again, facilitating to resume that soon um, or next lifetime in many cases. But we were mentioning why it's happening that of knowing what is what we should do and what is the solution for our problems. But I'm but we are still struggling and experiencing suffering. Why could why is that? What is lacking in us? Yeah, we are still, yeah, it's not easy to come out from the bodily platform, bodily conception of life, yeah. It's theoretical knowledge, yeah. The atmosphere is not appropriate, yeah, Kali Yuga. Mm. Many factors. But it said that Krishna's name are so powerful that can eradicate everything. Everything. It's just the, yes, as part, as compared to the sunlight, the, just the, the simple, in the very beginning, in the morning, just the, the, the small, fragile lights that the sun is, when it's arising, can display all the fog. It's so powerful. It is because of our offensive mentality that the full potential is not coming through? Yeah, offensive mentality that the full potency of the Holy Name is not coming through. Yes, it's one of the causes, yes. It said that because we, we are not being careful enough, careful enough when we practice the process. We take for granted many things. Uh, for example, we have the opportunity to practice or be engaged in a specific devotional service. But uh, we are not taking this opportunity of being engaged in devotional service as a great opportunity and a privilege for us. We take, by, by, we take it by granted. Oh, I can do it, I can stand up. And we neglect. And the proper mood that should be there is, is lacking. For the reason is that we are not experiencing the, the full potency of the process. And also, by taking for granted, we neglect and eventually, we, unfortunately, uh, we, we have the, is, there is a possibility that we can lose that chance of being engaged in devotion and service. Uh, so why I thought it would be important to meditate on this because it's a big responsibility for us now to, to, to understand that uh, Krishna is giving us the facilities. The mercy of Krishna is there. We have the holy name. The, the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, we have the gift of being in association of devotees because we understand that in the case of Ajamila, that reflect the case of many of us in, uh, 
that association is the, the cause for degradation or for elevation, uplifting our consciousness. The root cause of, or the original cause of Arjamila was, uh, or his problem, his predicament, it was a bad association. As we learn, many devotees also mention. So this pastime has many teachings. The main, the main teaching is the power of the holy name. The other, other important teaching is the association, the power of association, positive or negative. The important also for us being more uh, responsible in the way how we practice the process, taking, for example, uh, more awareness of our endeavor and controlling the senses. Because part of the effective way how to, we can qualify ourselves to receive the power or the potency of the Holy Name is that we need to prepare ourselves. That means and be engaged in controlling the senses. There is a process for that too. So that, that is only depend of, uh, of uh, depending that depends only on, on us. Nobody will do it for us. So Krishna is giving us the mercy. Prabhupada is giving us the mercy. Devotees and uh, we have many things favorable. Despite that we are in Kali Yuga and all this that. So, but we need to take more active, proactive um, activity, attitude in, in this process in order to have the success that we want to. And he said, for example, and I was reading one article when devotee wrote about the Ajamila case, and he said that, um, let me read it properly. Okay, that is nice. He said, degradation, as we said, we mentioned the, the importance of association. So, but association, in the case of Ajahn Mila, the degradation that he experienced, and we all are prone to that. So, degradation uh, begins with a small, a slight deviation. Everything starts from that, a slight deviation. We know, especially as a practicing devotees, we are trying to follow principles, rules, and regulations. We got some knowledge what is favorable, what is not favorable. So in one way, the mind is trying to be regulated, practicing the processes. And the intelligence also, because we have some knowledge, <coughs> So, <clears throat> but the proclivity to degradate is there for all of us. And that starts with slight deviation. If, if we are not diligent enough to identify that on time, and if we are not sincere enough to stop that, to restrict that slight deviation and rectify, we will end up experiencing all the agony of the miseries that part of the deviation, no? the experience of deviation. So especially, I consider this is a very important point because we are trying to be devotees, we are practicing devotees. So we need to be very mindful about the, those slight deviations. Most of us, 
the mercy of devotees, and Srila Prabhupada, we are engaged in devotional service. We are trying to be engaged in devotional service. But we neglect the quality of our, the, of, the quality of our services, taking for granted. Sometimes, for example, I hear uh, in the kitchen devotees very enthusiastically trying to, uh, to cook for devotees, the proper mood. But somehow or another, some deviations come there, for example, when we cook things that we wanted uh, and, uh, and we keep aside some Mahaprasad. We know that we shouldn't do it because the tendency of the mind, the senses, and trying to enjoy Mahaprasad, the mentality, those the slight deviations, if we are not so careful, we can be. Uh, gradually that will degrade us more. As before in one class we were mentioning about that naturally if the mode of goodness if we are not careful enough will be influenced by the modes of passion and ignorance. So it's like a current of the river naturally the tendency is to go down to go to the ocean. So if we are not careful enough in the mode of goodness, we will go down to passion and ignorance. The degradation will be there. And that can be experienced in different ways in the practice of our devotion and service. Yesterday I was talking with a senior devotee, a very knowledgeable person, Mataji. She was sharing with us some reflections, especially when we practice or we are engaged in services. And uh, she mentioned that, for example, that sense of uh, it's my service, uh, I'm taking for granted, and the entitlement to do my service, this is my service, I can do it. Is, that, create, that entitlement creates a possessiveness, but that is more focused, if we are not careful enough, it will be focused more in how I do in my service for others, to enjoy subtly, to others recognize my qualities or the way how I do, or express myself, looking for some subtle aspect in how I perform my services. And then, but the possessiveness, when it's properly uh, oriented in the service, um, looking for Krishna's pleasure, naturally will um, uh, elicit the tendency to share with others, compassion with others and guiding or teaching others in a natural way because the goal, the aim is different, serving Krishna. And uh, the nice point that I personally found quite inspiring when Mataji was sharing with us is that um, if we are not careful enough in practicing our, devote, our devotional service, the sense of pride and entitlement will cover us, and that will gradually push us to commit mistakes, offenses in our devotional service and relationship with others and devotees. But if we are sincere and careful enough, we will develop gratitude and humility. And those are very important key qualities in the practice of our devotional service. Gratitude and humility. 
Because we understand that we are not qualified now. This is mercy. And when we are grateful, naturally we will try to, to endeavor, to, do, to be careful. And of course, the humility, uh, that important quality will attract the blessings of others, uh, the blessings of Krishna, and also enable us to receive that mercy. So quite important that keep qualities that Mataji was mentioning, gratitude and humility. Those are keys and secrets, that uh, open secrets, that I thought it would be nice for us to meditate, analyze, because we are in the point that here when we talk about Ajamil, he was a very qualified Brahman. He was engaged in uh, rituals, studying the Shastras, uh, doing little worship uh, under the guidance of his father. Like many of us practicing the process, we are chanting the holy name, reading the Shastras, and suddenly he he got that no appropriate contemplation of this uh, son sinful activities. Why Janila or how he started his, his problem? It's, his problem started because he saw something inappropriate. But he he didn't he didn't just see his mind started contemplating about thinking about it. And uh, many of us, we are exposed to this kind of uh, inappropriate uh, scenes in our interaction in life. You know, the devotees who are going to work, uh, preaching, or whatever. We see even in the media, pornography is all around, all everywhere. So, so we are prone to to have the, the same experience that a Jamila. We are practicing devotees, trying to, fo to follow rules and regulations, being engaged in devotion and service. But also, we can have that opportunity to see or be exposed in the, for example, just walking, when we are walking around the temple, Parikrama. In my experience, personal experience, I was walking around the temple, Parikrama, and one of the families, house close by. They were having a party outside in the street, drinking and the couples there and embracing and kissing and drinking. It was just in this block. But I was chanting Hare Krishna, walking around chanting Hare Krishna. Thanks to Krishna, didn't this, well at least until now looks like I didn't deviate my concentration. But we all, all of us, we are exposed to that in different degrees. So, but in, a, in the case of Ajamila is that he only, he didn't just look at that, but he kept that impression in his mind. And from there he started meditating and then even contemplating the option that he can be engaged on that activities. Uh, there are 10, different stage, how deviate or degradation can happen, how, how lust take overcome us, described Bhagavad Gita. Everything starts from, from the eyes. 
contemplation, not the eyes. And then the mind, the mind get attracted to that. That's the second stage. All of us, we can see things, but we can stop that at that level. And not allowing the mind to get attracted. But when the mind is attracted, the, the next step is that we start thinking or acting upon that. Oh, how can I do it? I'm looking for ways how to do it. Once it's uh, acting that uh, the, the, the tendency to act, the determination to act, that the senses, um, when trying to... <laughs> He said that because the intensity of the, the, the meditation or determination to be engaged in those simple activities, you lose uh, even a sleeping time. You can't sleep. When you, you cannot sleep, you neglect your own physical body, emotional well-being, physical and health. You neglect yourself. And Despite that, after that, the next stage is that you lose interest in other things. And by losing interest in other things, you can also, like, your behavior becomes like a man, and you can't discriminate what is wrong, what is good, or what is fair, whatever. The next step is that you become shameless. Even you're doing things, you, I don't care anymore. I keep doing it. And the next step about it becoming shameless is that you, he said that you become like a nun, it's, it's stunned. No, you're not kind of unconscious. And the last step is death. It's the, the, the propensity, well, that sequence is described by Gita also. Krishna described that. And so, it's important for us to understand this point because, again, by practicing devotees, we have the propensity to experience these difficulties. And perhaps we did in different degrees, or we do constantly. I remember one class, my spiritual master, he mentioned that we have the ten most of us we fall down in different degrees in some stage. Perhaps just a slight deviation and then we rectify. Some of us, we, we went a little bit deeper by the mercy of Krishna and devotees. We come out from there and we start again. And that is quite important also to understand because we should be very careful and compassionate how we see the difficulties of others, especially practicing devotees. We have to analyze this more for ourselves. When we try to contemplate the mistake of others, especially devotees, tend to judge devotees, at the end also we acquire those bad qualities. So we have to be compassionate with devotees and the difficulties that devotees are experiencing and instead judging it, trying to support, trying to help. As we know that the importance of association, if we identify or we see that somebody is struggling 
we have to facilitate the recovery of that person, of that devotee, instead judging, instead creating more inconvenience. Well, that's some short things that I thought we can share. I wrote a lot of points, but I think it's quite a lot unnecessary. Any, anyone that you have some comments, questions? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, something, okay, I surrender today, and that's it. It's something that we have to do every time. Because he said we can serve Krishna, if we are not serving Krishna, what we are doing? Serving Maya. Yes? Krishna Maya has two options, no other. So when we choose to serve Krishna, is that, that we are surrendering that. When we are not serving Krishna, we are not surrendering. So it's the surrender, yes, as Prabhupada said, can be done in one second. I choose now and I'm doing it. When we are trying to practice the process, something we, what we are doing constantly. So it's something that we need to do it every moment, 24 hours, 24 7. So it's every time. Every time, and that, that, that because it's our uh, free will in that way. When Prabhupada said that woman, yes, we do. When you are chanting, trying to chant your your rounds nicely, that, that. But when we are no, or we are neglecting, so we are not surrendering at that time. But Krishna, so that's another good point. For example, that Krishna take an account all our attempts to surrender to him. He doesn't forget. And if that's what happened with Ajahnir, for example, uh, well, we will be reading late more and more and learning more. That uh, even for one, uh, Ajahnir was chanting or oh, reciting the names of Krishna, uh, calling his sons. Probably his ten sons there probably had also names of Krishna. 
but in this case, Narayan is the youngest one. Uh, it's mentioned here. He probably was calling the names of Krishna, but not calling Krishna. By calling the names of Krishna, he wasn't addressing to the person Krishna. The intention wasn't that. Was the intention was calling his son or things like that. But for Krishna, he took it as he was calling his name. And Krishna is so kind. That's also a very important point to understand that Krishna doesn't behave or doesn't take things like, like us. His perception is completely different than what we perceive. He doesn't react like we react. He's just trying to look for positive, whatever positive thing that we can do, conscious or unconscious. And he takes account of that to facilitate us, to help us, to reciprocate with us. <laughs> yeah, that is his compassion and mercy for potency. So, uh, like, so basically, it's constant remembrance that you are in service of Krishna. This is what you're saying, it's not one moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a choice that we have to do every moment. But then, how would that become naturally? Because it's just, how it can be naturally? Naturally. naturally. Because it's too much, like you say, okay, okay, so thank you for that. Yeah, that is quite important. That for, this, for that is this process. When we are learning how to be engaged in Krishna consciousness under the proper guidance, so that will awaken our natural propensity. And our natural propensity is to serve Krishna. Our natural propensity is to surrender to Krishna. That is our natural constitution. So by awakening our natural constitution in the, by the proper guidance, learning how to surrender, said how to dedicate, I like that word here in the text 16, when we learn how to dedicate our life to Krishna, so that we can naturally, and for that we have to Explain the parandristal. <laughs> we many times we talk about that, the parandristal. Awakening that it is high taste, taste and when we are looking for enjoyment. And so by experiencing that high taste, so naturally it will be in us automatically that surrender. That every moment we were looking for that, and that will be constant. Is that okay? Yeah? Any co other question? Just a quick question. Yes, sir. You mentioned about the exalted devotees also fell down. I think that the reason why they should fall down. If everything is when they surrender to Krishna, to everything, and you call it as the exalted uh, devotees. Yeah. And uh, if everything is there to them in the path of uh, uh, whatever they do, then there is no way that they can fall down. So, but still, why they, that you are talking about? Yeah. Thank you for the question, Prabhu, because it's very important for us to understand. There are many factors why devotees fall down. 
Um, we were trying to mention one aspect, one of the causes, when we neglect the practice of the process. So, one is, that is one of the causes. Uh, another causes are offenses. And, and we can see, for example, the uh, nicely described in the pastime of Garuda and Savarimani. Um, for example, and it's quite, I would say, instructive for all of us because somehow another, because in this association of devotees, we interact with many devotees and different degrees of devotees, the devotion. And we, if we are not proper, careful enough how we associate with devotees, we commit offenses. So it's like a, a, a sore bubble age. You can get all the benefits, but if we are not careful enough, that will be also the cause of our degradation. It said that if we are committing offenses against devotees, those bad tendencies that we have increase the, the effect on us, unfortunately. When we judge devotees' mistakes, for example, so that it's the reflection, that awakening in us, that tendencies, that bad tendency. We catch those bad tendencies when we judge and criticize devotees. And that was the case, for example, when Savari Muni, he was meditating under the, in Jamuna. Can you imagine? He was doing a lot of austerities in the sacred place, Jamuna River, Zimbrindava. Sort of auspicious place. And suddenly Garuda, he was trying to catch the fish because it's part of his livelihood. He has to live. He's a devotee, but he has the body of an eagle. He has to he eat fish. But Savari Muni, he considered, oh, he, this is a degraded activity, how he's eating meat. Criticizing Garuda, and not just that. Garuda, he wants to uh, catch the fish here in Jamuna without asking me permission because I'm here. So he took the, the, that entitlement attitude. And he became angry about, uh, against Garuda. He said that he's a low activity, uh, criticized and prohibited, even uh, he prohibited Garuda to take the fish, and uh, Garuda humbled this, okay, he didn't do it, he, he apologized and he left. And he said that uh, because of that offense, Savari Muni, he got agitated by just seeing two fish, copulating two fish. But even, we don't know even if they were copulating the fish, but his mind projected that. The very the same fish that he was trying to protect from Garuda was the cause of his degradation. That's quite funny. Well, personally, it was quite interesting. Because it was the projection of his mind. There were just two fishes there. But we don't know which is female, which is male in a fish. Do you know how to distinguish? Personally, I don't. And but Savari Muni, he just saw two fishes that, but his mind projected, oh, they are copulating, they are having sexual intercourse. That was his mind. 
And because of that, he got agitated and he stopped all his practices and he fell down. And even being in the very sacred place, like a Jamuna River, Association of Devotees. So if we are not careful enough, that can happen to all of us. By judging the behavior of devotees, criticizing devotees. And in many cases, it's just a projection of our mind. Because we don't know in detail what actually is happening in the life of devotees if we don't approach to them and talk to them and knowing from them what actually are their predicament, we just external, but because of these external uh, symptoms, we judge and we criticize. So it's also one of the causes why we fall down. And another other cause that why devotees experience fall down also can be Krishna's direct arrangement. But for teaching us, uh, for uh, teaching the devotee, because Krishna also wants, in one way, to show how exalted is his devotee. The devotees, they can fall down externally, kind of, kind of fall down, but how the devotee rises up from there. And because of surrender attitude, repentance, and trying to take up again more committed ways devotion and service. So Krishna wants to show the qualities of the qualities of his devotees in that way too. So there are many causes why devotees fall down. But for most of us, for example, it's because we are neglecting the practices of the process. We take things for granted. And we are not careful enough. So one, that's one of the causes why, as Prabhu mentioned, why we don't experience the full potency of the process in our life. We are not careful enough. So can you say that it's a kind of a test? That, for example, somebody, because of fish, if they are dog, if the fish wasn't there, that you would have succeeded. So, as you said, it must be a Krishna arrangement or something. Can you say that? It could, could be, but because in the river are many fishes. Yes. So, they always will be there. It's part of the environment. But because of the attitude that he took, and all of us we have in that proclivity, some in many cases. But again, quite important. This point that uh, degradation is start from a slight deviation, a slight deviation. So if we are uh, diligent enough to identify that on time, just in the beginning, that we can rectify that, and we have to be sincere enough to do it. Otherwise, the tendency to go down, down the degradation. Uh, so it's quite important point for all of us to be mindful, aware, and helping each other as well. Helping each other. Okay. Any other point? Bhaktivinoda Thakur Mahajali says, offensive chanting leads to the fulfillment of the material desires. Could you please repeat that on the Bhaktivinoda Thakur Mahajali says that Offensive chanting leads to the fulfillment of our material desires. Mm -hmm. Very dangerous, huh? <laughs> Especially offensive.